Hello, Nick. Recording is in progress. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? I was talking to someone today, and I said it like that, and they were like, that reminds me of Nick. And I was like, me too. I think he started that. But then I realized that it's from Spongebob. But you're Spongebob yep. as a person, so that makes sense. Thanks. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it is means. from Spongebob. It is from Spongebob, the normal episode, when he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not normal. <laughs> um, and he's like, hi, hi I'm normal. Yeah. yeah, hi, how are you? Um, wonderful weather, weather we're right. having and then he's like all right see you around yeah <laughs> um but i think it's from something else too did spongebob take it from something i don't think so mm-hmm. um but yeah no that's that's where that came from a yeah. lot of my we've talked about this a lot of my jokes are not original <laughs> and i would say that that's true for the vast majority of people beg borrow and steal that's what we do that's what we do that's that's like a like non it's an unofficial definition of comedy maybe an official definition yeah. for comedy but also an unofficial definition for like ministry work too like in terms of like campus ministry stuff i feel like I yeah know, well well you can you're about to tell us where you've been um that segues <laughs> perfectly but i i did want to say i i had to read something senior year of high school on comedy um for my english lang class and it said something like that like it's made up of like a few different types of uh, or c- comedic styles that you take from other people. I'm totally butchering that, but that is something that I Yeah, read. that makes sense. Like, in a way, comedy is just taking our experiences and, like, piecing it up into something new or having a new take on something. Right. Like, if you said something, I could, ta- I could hear it and then spin it in a way that I thought was... Funny. Funnier. I, I, was <laughs> like, I was like, as I was yeah, saying that, as I was your way out. <laughs> as I was saying that sentence, I was like, "This is not. This can't end well." I'm just digging my hole yeah. deeper and deeper. Yeah. But yeah, I. So yes, I am at Loyola again. I feel like when early on in this podcast, and I said, "I'm back at Loyola, and it's so nice after graduating," and I feel like I've been here multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. and it's no longer. It's definitely special oh. for me, but maybe not as special to hear from our listeners. But yeah, yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am here, uh, and I see myself, and <laughs> I am leading a. Loyola has these programs that are before the fall semester begins. They're appropriately called pre-fall programs, and they're for first-year students who want to move in a little bit early um maybe get to know the school before everybody else gets there and so i'm leading campus ministries pre-fall program called first which nick i didn't realize i knew it stood for something but i didn't know what it stood for do you remember what it stands for no no No. i'm kidding it's it's something Uh, ignite something serve something i got yes you got two out of five that's not bad you know it's find I knew Ignite. it was fine. I knew it was fine, but I thought that was stupid. I thought it was, no, it was fine. <laughs> I mean, since it's campus ministry, I initially thought it was faith, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I knew that. Find, ignite, serve, reflect, transition. And right. I spelt fissert just now. So it's <laughs> All right. I didn't find, ignite, reflect, serve, transition. Um. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Yeah, well, <laughs> but I love first. That's first. where I met. That's where I met Rachel Teresi, who was on this episode, on this show, episode 
14. Ow! <laughs> Shout yes. out, Rachel. And you've been And Justin's it. ears. And, and our listeners' ears. And yeah. Mairead has also been on it. And Angela has also done first. And Ryan uh, Devilliers has also done first. So there's a lot of so good. podcasts. I'm so sorry. So I thought, I thought at 10 o'clock I wasn't going to be interrupted. That's not the case. <laughs> um, continue. Okay, no. I was just naming our guests that have also been a part of first or participated mm-hmm. in first. I personally didn't do it, but it's really fun. As I was telling you before we got on air, we have a fantastic group of people doing this. Just these these first years are incredible. They're engaged. They're really buying in. They're uh, getting to know each other really well. And like we do a lot of, as you know, we do a lot of icebreakers on mm. first. And yes, those can be awkward, but that's kind of the point. And yeah. They are just embracing the awkwardness, and it's fantastic. So I have I really, really, really enjoyed my experience leading first and experiencing it for the first time as well. And I'm so thankful for our friend Emily, who works in campus ministry, that asked me yes. to come back and lead and if I would. And I love that. I'm glad that my broken foot has not inhibited me from doing that. Incredible. Um, yeah. Hey, Siri, play Break the Ice by Legend Spears. <laughs> Is that a who is that? Her fans, her her fans, for some reason, like anytime she does something, it's like she was when she was rehearsing for her residency, it was like rehearsal knee. I don't know, like it just like like rehearsal like adding n e y to something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. So what did you say it was? By legend knee, legend knee, like, legend knee spears. Because you it. said you were doing icebreakers. Icebreakers, yeah, yeah. There are a lot Break of the ice. Them. yes. There's did you lots the, of them. The shoe one, where it's like move if you blah blah blah, and you have to uh, find someone else's shoes. Yes, but we didn't use shoes because post-pandemic. Um, All right. So we used we used folders, but the, where the wind blows, I think, is that one, right? Yeah. It's like the wind blows for fruity people. No one moves. <laughs> people who no are... one moves. One person decide or like thinks in their head, like, should I do it? Should I do it? No one moves. Nobody. Nobody moves. Um, nobody moved. <laughs> I don't know. People are becoming more authentically themselves, and that's fantastic. So, yeah. This group is fantastic. It was very hot today, and I still haven't showered. I just got back to the hotel that I'm staying in, and I'm going to shower immediately after this. So I'm glad that smell is not a part of the podcast experience for you or our listeners. So that's how I'm doing, and I'm super, super, I guess, pivoting into what I'm grateful for. I'm uh, grateful for the Loyola community and my connections being an alum entering my second year out from Loyola um, god I hate that because <laughs> that means that's entering your third year out but yep I am super grateful for the Loyola community and the people that are a part of it and making me feel welcome as an alum is really really nice so thank you to all of those people well, Nick how what are you grateful for and how is your day week since we last I'm grateful <laughs> for you. I'm grateful for you for and for my sister, kind of for the same reasons. Um, because I was having a day yesterday, um, to the point that I was like, I don't want to wake up tomorrow. Um, you know, that the fun times we love those times. Um, and you were very like, I think this was yesterday. Was it yesterday? It or was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Um, 
and I was very appreciative of you texting and just making sure I was okay or like seeing what you could do, which in the moment, like I was like, honestly, just like we full disclosure, we were supposed to record this podcast episode yesterday and I was just not with it. Like I was like not ready for it. So I was like, can we do this on the inconvenient time of 10 p.m.? on monday when you're that was me I, I that was well i mean but I because i couldn't do sunday but that's because i couldn't do sunday so the, but i appreciate you you know checking in on me even when i felt like i didn't deserve it um and also for moving this and also my sister she posted something um about ocd that i i posted on my story i saw that she re- reposted it and i really appreciated that and she also just texted me that she's been listening to chromatica during work all night which is really cool because i was she also, working at night She's a um, RA, so she's, oh, she's probably on, doing her, like, desk shift. On duty or something, yeah. Yeah. Because you know how, like, Loyola RAs had to do a desk shift? Did they? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they did. Oh, um, interesting. Brendan Pine was my roommate, was an RA, and he had to do uh, desk shifts in Newman. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's what I'm grateful but, for. I didn't do much this oh. weekend. I I worked Saturday night. I was supposed to work Friday night because I picked up the shift and then I got there and it was pouring so they were like you can go home and I was like you don't have to tell me twice <laughs> even though I picked up the shift I was like you know I'm not really feeling this <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I, I called you in the middle of work I forgot it was a Saturday the days oh, Saturday, kind of blurred yeah. and the days right. and I called you during what would be your shift <laughs> and you yeah, but it was like, like, like can I you call called you me at like work? 10 so yeah, I mean, it was 10 o'clock, so I was, like, pretty dead, but I, it would have looked a little weird if I picked up the phone, yeah. <laughs> like, in the, you know. Carrying a no, tray of food. Busy. Hello? No, I'm not busy. Yeah. We, had a, we had a busser who just did not give a shit. Um, he was, like, 17. <laughs> Pick up his phone, like, while he was cleaning tables once. This was pre-this pre current restaurant, but I, I always think that's really funny, and I always laugh about it. I love that. Um, we also, oh, this was funny. <laughs> yeah, this was funny. Um, we got, so our managers got, um, business cards with their emails on it and they mm. put them at the host desk and they really shouldn't have because I am <laughs> a child and I decided that it would be most appropriate to send dumb emails about like my terrible experience at the restaurant, just like completely fake <laughs> about what my server Beyonce Knowles Carter did at my table that was incredibly inappropriate and just how i would never be coming back and also i'm part of this band that is trying to get a gig at your restaurant preferably on the patio because we're into performance art um and i actually do cuss a little so let's let's not have kids there while we're there yes did you was that from like a personal email i'm assuming you have good rapport with these managers yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. but it was a couple like two people two of us sent emails um both saying we were in this band have you gotten um, a reaction yet? Somebody? Yeah, she thought it was really, really funny. And I would read it, except I can't. I'll send it to you after. You know what? Okay. Let's just get your live reaction. Let me just send it to you now. And then we'll then we'll walk into this episode with open do. arms. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you sent? Wait, hold on. Are you, what are you, how are you sending it? I texted you. Okay. I need to get my phone because it's away from me currently. All right. Okay, so I have the email. Let me let me read this now. You said I shouldn't read it out loud? You should not read it out loud. Okay, you can so read the second just... paragraph out loud. Okay. Please note before you read that the <laughs> oh subject God. line says H. Which, we, I don't know if we've explained what that... I love... I, 
okay so many pieces of this but i love that your swear word you put asterisks like yeah you're the decency like a, to... <laughs> well yeah because it's more of like a not a kind word it's definitely not an appropriate thing for people to say yes and i um, think well i feel like a real customer wouldn't have put the asterisk right. so it was a nice thought you know just... right um, also, we were on the same team, my manager and I, so she oh, okay. extra got it, and it was part of a meme that she sent me um, a couple weeks ago. So. Okay, and then the second paragraph says, also, I am part of the Heine band. Our lead singer emailed you earlier. We're very talented and would love a gig, particularly on a Friday or Saturday night. We're into performance art, so if you could clear half the patio, that would be phenomenal. I actually do cuss a little, so no kids <laughs> on the night we perform. I attached a sample of our latest performance, Nick T. Server. And there actually is an attachment. What, what is the, what is the, what did you attach to the email? Was it like a video of like the, a performance? Yeah, it was a video. Kind? Oh, it was a video of the other server that emailed her um, squirting ketchup from a Heinz ketchup bottle. <laughs> um <laughs> because it's the Heine band she like like... gagged I don't even know but she like (laughs) gagged afterwards she was like that's disgusting and it was right as we were going into our pre-meal which is like a meeting that the servers also like all the staff like get addressed by the by the manager of the night saying like okay these are the specials this is like this is who's where tonight. It's kind of like the informal. So this was before your shift. You sent this email or you recorded yeah, the video? Yeah, we sent it. We sent it and then we recorded the video as we were all sitting down. And then she like gagged and ran to the bath or <laughs> ran to the <laughs> trash. And our manager was like, hadn't seen the email yet. And was like, what? What was, was that? that? <laughs> so I'm sure they probably opened the email and was like, ah. Yes. Yes. She thought it was real. Is. She laughed a lot. <laughs> but that's what happens when it's dead at the beginning of your shift. Anyways. um. So yeah, this episode is sponsored by the Heine band of Heinz Ketchup fame. <laughs> of Heinz um, Ketchup fame. Oh my goodness. Do you want to talk about what we're going to do this episode? Yeah, let me bring you down real quick. No. Um, usually you say that's your job. That is my really job. Take don't a... take, I don't, very few responsibilities, but that is. <laughs> You're right. Let me take you to the pits of hell. Um, so <laughs> we're going to basically do what we did last episode, um, except reverse. So I wrote a letter about how I was feeling. You already kind of got a glimpse of it. You know, what I said in my uh, intro, but this is going to scratch the surface a bit more. Um, and then we can talk about it because even though like, obviously you don't have OCD, but like, I think there are things that everybody can relate to having a bad mental health today. Sure. And I haven't read this letter. Yes. And I also like, we talked about last episode that if this format works, then I think it's a cool, it's a cool format. Um, yes. But I also said, I think in the episode that I didn't want like if we if if you felt called to write a letter then like absolutely go for it because like when i wrote the letter mine i was just 
I was having, you know, a day as well. And so mm. I just kind of wrote things to as a, like a therapeutic vent. But you didn't write this just for this episode, right? You felt called to write this. No, I wrote it for the episode. Let's just scrap it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, no. Let's just go change. Change what we're doing. Well, I wanted to try it. In, in yeah, full yeah. disclosure, I wanted to try it, but I definitely had content to talk about. Like, there wasn't something that I was like, what do I write about after sure. just having, like, a depressive episode? Sure. I'll answer that. You write about the depressive episode. So that's what I did. Okay. Let's, let's dive in. Let's go, let's go see Satan. Um, so I called oh it God. tired. I said, call, I called it tired and I'm just going to read it now. Um, so I wrote, dear point of view, at the moment, I feel somewhat drained. I will admit that I feel like an attention seeker saying what I'm about to when I'm the first to encourage someone to speak up when they are having mental health issues. I was in a lot of mental pain yesterday, thinking about things that I am told are OCD related, but nevertheless left me in bed for various parts of the day. To be honest, I canceled recording this episode yesterday because I just didn't have the energy to do it. I don't want to self-pity, and I'm feeling better now, just left feeling tired. And if I'm being honest, I feel like I'm a fraud or lying or being deceptive for not confessing the specifics of what has been bothering me, though my therapist and any OCD specialist really would say that that would be a compulsion too. Even admitting to feeling like a fake or a liar was compulsive. I'm just going to stop for a second because... I just have a question for you. Whenever you're reading something that you wrote, do you ever, like, black out? Like, you don't, like, know necessarily? It just becomes words? Um, maybe? It's yeah, like I think, a, like, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just something I noticed. It's, yeah. it's not something I'm just noticing now. I just, like, I could not tell you what I just said. Yeah. I very much, when I wrote it, was in it, but yeah. that was just words to me to make sure I didn't, like, stutter or mess up. Um, okay, paragraph two. I ended up doing a lot of research about my condition yesterday, which is something I am not supposed to do, since that too is compulsive, and part of the reason I'm feeling better is likely because I gave in to that compulsion. Um, I got a decent amount of reassurance in the process. Shout out to at Chrissy Hodges, uh, or, or at Puro Chrissy, I'm not sure what her handle is, who is an incredible advocate for people with OCD, um, and her videos are so informative. Uh, and amazing when not used for reassurance. Let's just remind everyone that I did just that yesterday, unfortunately. Anyway, you know, feeling better sounds great, but seeking that reassurance only leads, only leads to a weakened ability to tolerate doubt in the future. Either way, here I am. I know I'm not back at square one, but I do get frustrated when I begin the OCD cycle again. It's wild. I will feel like an evil person one day absolutely sure the thoughts in my head are not OCD, but will often refuse to give in to the disorder. I've gotten better at this. Still, it's wild that I will believe I don't have OCD while simultaneously knowing I have it. We love a doubting disorder. I will say, as dark as yesterday was, nothing bad happened and I am safe, so I guess that's a testament to my strength. A lot of it was feeling extremely guilty for doing things my therapist has told me to do for ERP. And what you know, what we've said before on the show is ERP is exposure and response prevention, which is the number one gold standard um, for OCD treatment and recovery. Um, but I'm going to push OCD aside now for a second and just say this next part is what's more relatable, I feel like. Um, this is just honestly, it's a stream of consciousness, me ranting. We're supposed to play Big Brother on Sunday but it's supposed to rain at 2 p.m. We currently have seven players and need nine, but I don't want to hound people to play, which is what I said before I asked Justin to, which he was actually very excited to. But, and right now the seven we have are very excited. Um, 
I'm also stressed that someone won't be able to make it at the last minute, and I'll have to rearrange the entire game because of it. So I'm hosting it. That we, I didn't say that. Um, I still have a decent amount to do to prepare, but I'm excited. If the weather ruins it, though, finding a rain date that everyone can attend will be hard, and I've spent a decent, to say the least, amount of money on making this great. I also, this is so random, and I laugh at this now, but it's just that this was me just being like, I hate my life. I also cracked my tooth and am terrified to get it fixed or even tell a dentist about it. I've had so many oral surgeries in my lifetime, though never any cavities, and the experiences were not, were often not good. For example, and I apologize to anyone who is squeamish, I pulled out my stitches while sleeping from the roof of my mouth, and I, my mom like remembers it. She's like, Ooh. I swear to God, it looked like a murder scene because my pillow was like red. Like to the point there was like, I know, I'm like thinking about fainting as I <laughs> Um. And then, so this is actually really funny. She went to drive me to get them. We were just having the worst night. Like, as you can probably imagine, I was like 14. My mouth is like gushing and she's trying to keep me from painting. We get in the car to go get it fixed. And there was a snake in the garage. And she was like, I think it was the devil. Like, I don't even like, <laughs> we were just, it was just a bad day. Um, but side note. Um, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> oh. So yeah, so I ripped my things out. I've also had gum grafts because I wore, my, wore away at my gum in front of my bottom front teeth. That hurt like a mother, by the way. Um, and I've had a large amount of teeth pulled in my lifetime for those reasons. I refuse to get my wisdom teeth out despite being strongly advised to by my dentist. Honestly, my wisdom teeth are probably what cracked this molar. It doesn't hurt, but I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, for it to break even more to the point that it does. My own fault, but I don't want to hear it right now, to be honest. This all feels very melodramatic to me when writing it out, but feelings are feelings, and if I were feeling happy when it was my turn to write one of these, that's what I would have been talking about. So that was just me, like, going on, you know. When, I feel like when you're not doing well, every, and when you're tired, every little thing is just like, why? Um, one thing I did yesterday that I enjoyed was read from uh, Trauma, the Invisible Epidemic, and How We Heal From It by Dr. Paul Conti. Um, Spoiler alert, this is the, or surprise, this is the trauma episode. It's not, but um, he's pretty well known in the mental health field and is interestingly uh, Lady Gaga's psychiatrist. And that's how I knew of the book. She wrote the foreword, um, which is how I found out about it. So it got me reflecting on some of the things that have happened to me in my own life, both big and small, and how every little thing that happens to all of us or happens to us affects us in one way or another. Um, as you know, heavy as that sounds, it was a very, it's a very surprisingly comforting read by a very empathetic doctor. So I highly recommend it, especially if you're into mental health. Um, and I recommend it especially because it emphasizes the part of human wellness that we are, we as a society are so extremely lacking in. And it just kind of details, there's an entire battle going on in each one of us that we ignore because it's not custom to pay attention to. And I don't mean battle by like, oh, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. It's just like, the things that we that have an effect, the littlest things that have effects on our mental health that we just don't talk about, or not even don't talk about, we don't know to talk about. It's it's really interesting. Um, that's all I'll say about the book because I'm not even halfway finished with it. But after reading it and watching some of Chrissy's videos, I realized one thing I'm not practicing is a lack of self-judgment, especially when it comes to my intrusive thoughts. That's something I put into practice today, and it did help. I started doing ERP again. After at least a week off, so that's a win, and it actually went pretty well. And I know I mentioned it earlier, but ERP stands for Exposure and Response Prevention, 
the latter two being the most important. So what it is, is you expose yourself to your irrational fears and how, however real they may seem. And, and sometimes they're exaggerated. Like the, the exposure is intentionally exaggerated. Like, oh, what if that did happen? But then the response prevention is not reacting to it and kind of like going about your life and not like, oh, I did this. Now I have to go like do the, whatever compulsion it is, whether it's researching, whether it's people with germs washing their hands, it, you know, whatever it is, you don't do it. Because if you're not doing the response prevention, you're just doing the exposure, which is another word for torture, really. And I didn't come up with that. That Someone else said that, and I, I agree with it. But I also realized yesterday that I want to pay more attention to the negative self-talk that I use subconsciously because it only adds to the battle I mentioned earlier. And all of this sounds great, but something that adds to the exhaustion that I talked about at the beginning is the fact that I've been at this point before. So I've been at the point where I say, I'm going to go do X, Y, and Z to move forward in recovery. And it works for about two weeks. Uh, and then I always find myself back in the space of hopelessness. And when that happens, it feels like I might as well have not done anything. Still, as I mentioned before, I'm sometimes, sometimes able to see the progress. And I think that's because they say you don't remember pain. You, you remember it, but you don't remember the exact feeling of it. I think that I was probably a lot worse before. Anyway, I'm seeing my therapist tomorrow, so I guess I know what I'm going to talk about. The fact that we may not get a professional recording of the Chromatica Ball Summer Stadium Tour by 12-time recording artist Lady Gaga. <laughs> That's my letter. My reflection, if you will. That's the second voice crack I've had on this episode, too. Hey. I didn't even notice the first one. I wish it could. But... I could say it was because I was emotional, but... I'm on pills, so I, I'm not a mo- and prescription. Let me just let yeah. me just rephrase. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, thank you. Good for night. Point that. of view. <laughs> I was gonna say, was that your? You and now we're you gonna sign into heaven. You didn't sign your la- your letter, so I was like, how would oh. you sign it? Oh. Thanks for listening. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. End of episode. Just and now we're ascending into heaven. <laughs> um, no, thank you, Nick. I. This was a very powerful letter. And was it? Because I, I don't feel know. <laughs> like you've peripherally. That's been apparently my word of the day because I've used this Has word it? at least four or five times today. Peripheral or peripherally. You've peripherally talked about your experience with OCD on some episodes, but we haven't mm. gotten, taken the deep dive into it. Um, I think this could be because you no, want to do still an Academy episode. But... Yes. Yes. That's... Yeah. I mean, in a way, this is like... But regardless, this is a deep... It's not like an informative, like, this is what OCD is, and this is like the right. history behind it and all that stuff, because I think that you'll probably save for your Academy episode when you want to write that. But I think this is... A very good reflection. I mean, it. I don't even want to say good. It's it's your reflection and from your experience with I tried, OCD. And yeah, I tried to make it, and it was really just my experience with it this yeah. weekend for the most part. Sure. Like I tried to make it in the moment, and that's why I added the ridiculous part about my tooth. Like it was just what was happening in the moment. Like, it's a little thing. It's minor. I'm healthy. I'm very grateful for that. You know what I mean? Like, there are people that have it way worse, not to comparative suffering, but I wouldn't even call that suffering. What I call the, you know, the the depressive episode and, you know, 
would I call that suffering? Absolutely. And I was, it's interesting. I was listening to an interview that Howie Mandel, who also has OCD, um, did today. He didn't do the interview today, but I was listening to it today. And he was talking about just somebody who's like, you know, he's had it for years or known he's had it for years and has been outspoken about it and is very successful on TV. He was like, I just had an extremely dark and depressive day. And I think he said something along, and I, and it was kind of like along the lines of what, not kind of, along the lines of what I was feeling. He was like, I just, it was horrible. And he, his daughter apparently has it too. And she said that his OCD, Howie's, is not just about germs. That's what he's talked about the most. And I think that's his most prevalent theme, but I'm not sure I'm not Howie. Yeah. Ladies, please. And I think what this letter... So, I'll be honest. I Well, first I want to correct something I said. It sounded like I wasn't saying, I don't want to call this letter good. It was good, but I don't want to level it as like good or bad. I don't think those are the right adjectives. I just want to say I think it was a very honest reflection, and I'm, I'm grateful that you were leaning into your vulnerability by, by sharing this. I think Thank for you. me, too... Yeah, of course. I think for me, too, it's, I have to be honest, I don't know a lot about OCD. I did study psychology and psychopathology, so I do know mm. maybe more than some of our listeners might, yes. um, unless you're a psychologist and you studied psychology as well. But my therapist, the, I wonder if he's going to listen to this. Yeah, you should. I'll, I'll give it to him. Send him the link. I will. But the common thing I'm sure you are familiar with the stereotypes of OCD. It's like people might say, oh, oh my OCD is this. Oh, my OCD is coming mm-hmm. out. And it's like the cleaning or organizing or yeah. something like that. It's like if you're enjoying but, it, it's not OCD. Right. Or if it's like, yeah, the, yeah, these need to be a specific way. I mean, those and those can be someone who has OCD's experience. But that's oh, yeah. not yeah. What, the, uh, con- what the condition is for everybody. Right. And I think and you I had do a that good theme. way of outlining. Yeah, you do a good way of outlining more so the. I feel Overall. like what the stereotype is more so behavior, but you're so, you're outlining more so the cognition side of it. Yes, the behavior in my case it was not cleaning; it was researching. Mm. Am I a dangerous person? And sure. it's like, well, this is you know this this and this is ocd and it's like oh okay good but then i'll be disappointed in myself because i'm like i just gave in Mm. nothing has ever like it hasn't you know yeah like i just gave in and now i'm back at square one sure after not having like i was safe the whole time (laughs) no one got hurt i didn't get hurt like this was that's the whole point of it is the irrationality of it but i still gave in to the like making sure yeah which seems very trivial to me like in the when i explain it like that i seem like i'm like very much sugarcoating it's like oh i thought it was gonna happen something bad was gonna happen then something didn't and i was fine and it's like no in the moment it's like oh my god i'm pulling the wool over everybody's eyes i am the one exception which in ocd world the one exception is everybody um that's like what everybody said it at one point oh i'm it is different though i'm like the one exception um Everyone who has OCD says that yeah, to themselves. Yeah, they're the yeah. one exception, yeah. Sure. Because it's the doubting disorder, so you doubt that you have it. Sure. Of course. Even though I've had multiple of the themes. Sure. All of them. And, they tra- and they've changed over the years. 
right. unfortunately, or fortunately for me, I don't know. Right. I'm sure it um, changes throughout but, your life and this different stages yes. that you're in and different life experiences. Yes. I do want to, like before kind of we go further, just check in with you. I know that, I, I think I know the answer to this, but I just want to check. Because you said, you did say in a little bit of a passive way early on in the episode to the point where I almost didn't want to wake up this morning. Are you Oh, yeah, no. Feeling... N- yeah, okay. let me just, yes, yeah. yes, thank you. Let me just explain that for a second because... I wanted to keep it in there, or I wanted to say it because I didn't want to shy away from, you know, of course. being authentic. But at the same time, it was not a feeling of, just let's just be, you know, explicit here. It was not a feeling of, I want to end my life at all. It was just a feeling of hopelessness where it's like, hmm. if I, if I didn't wake up tomorrow, it's like, well, I was asleep. I was sleeping. I was having a good time. I love sleeping. Like, I don't see this getting better. That's how I felt. And that is not something that I feel all the time. Um, It was just a very low point. And I, I didn't put it in the actual typed email or typed letter, but I thought, you know, this is something that I said to my parents multiple times. Honestly, part of it was to get their attention because a lot of time, like my therapist has told my parents, do not engage with these conversations when I'm like, oh, am I a bad person or am do you think I'm okay? Or is this like OCD? Like whatever it is, they've been told do not engage. So that's, I know they're trying to help me and I know they're doing the right thing, but that's frustrating. That's so interesting. Cause as someone who's unfamiliar with OCD treatment, and I know that you, I don't know how much you want to get into your experience. Have you said your experience last December into the, um, I received residential help for it for three months. Yeah. Yeah, you were an inpatient. In, inpatient. Well, okay, so I learned that the difference between inpatient and inpatient okay. is you can't leave. Um, okay, you could leave at your residential, own will if you wanted to. Well, or, well I couldn't. I okay, couldn't okay. because of COVID. Oh, because of COVID. But so it was for, residential, okay. yeah, sure. but because of quarantining reasons, we couldn't. Okay. And we couldn't have guests or anything. But typically in that program, you could leave, you could go to the mall and come back, like you could do yeah. whatever. We just didn't do any of that. And part of that program was educating family support systems around you right was, yes which i very much appreciate i can't believe you remember that that's i forgot about that to be honest so i feel seen well yeah <laughs> well i'm glad but I, yeah like so i guess going back to what you were saying about it's that's very foreign a foreign idea for me yeah to because i feel like when you talk about mental health and being there specifically for which ocd is not a mood disorder mood disorders being like depressed a major depressive disorder right. or general anxiety right. disorder those types of things you want to be there for the person right you want to right. provide them with that support that that i don't know extra pillow or something uh, for them of course. but with the ocd treatment at least what it sounds like is um obviously when you're in a low point and again this is just me trying to make sure that i have what you expressed in the letter of course uh, clear when you're at a low point, sometimes you'll have like the, you know, intrusive thoughts and just engage in um, thought patterns that aren't necessarily healthy for you in a moment or you'll the behavior side, you'll like do the researching thing. And so what mm-hmm. your therapist and your care team has told your family to do is when they see you kind of going down, for lack of a better phrase, maybe like definitely stop the me rabbit this hole. is not correct. No, yeah. the rabbit hole. When that's you what, see you going down use. the rabbit hole, not to engage. Not to engage in the conversation of, like, I will try and get someone to reassure me that everything is fine. Got it. Um, with me. They can be supportive. Like, it's not like, yeah. oh, 
get out All of right. my face. We have to either. ignore Nick now. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's just like, and my mom's gotten very, it, she's said it, it's very difficult for her, but she's gotten good at identifying when I'm doing a compulsion, which is confessing. That's a huge one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like I've been told, like you've been like, I didn't need to know, or like you didn't need to say that, or, and you know, so she'll be like, I don't want to talk about this. Let's talk about something else. And it's like, well, I'm struggling right now. So this feels very dismissive, even though I know, you know, it's what she's supposed to do. Sure. And I appreciate, I appreciate her doing what she's been told to do. And this is not, I, I just want to like reiterate this. This is not just like my therapist coming up with like wacky ideas. Like this is research universally. Based. It's you. Well, yes, that, and also universally like accepted, like within like OCD specialists, like this is just, yeah. yeah. Part of part of effective uh, care for individuals with OCD. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. I you mentioned confessing confessing and confessions as being a compulsion, mm-hmm. and I'm just looking at the letter right now, and you say, and if I'm being honest, I feel like I am a fraud or lying or deceptive for not confessing the specifics of what has been bothering me. Though my therapist and OCD specialist really would say that that would be a compulsion too. Yes. When you first read that, I just saw that as I didn't see much of that. But then right. when you say that and um and I saw the word confessing in front of me, I realized that you were writing like Can you I don't know breaking if this is breaking the fourth wall? Breaking the fourth wall maybe, but I I like I don't know if this is uh if this is triggering, obviously I don't want you no, to talk no, about it, is, but can do you like if what do you mean by confessing as the uh, in the form of a compulsion? So I did it in the letter. So when okay. I said I feel like I'm lying right now, or I feel like I'm not like being honest, or I feel like I'm not authentic. That's like you didn't need to say that. You know what I mean? Like you're mm. telling you're telling your authentic story, or like I don't know. I just had this thought. Like you don't need to. Does that mean I'm a bad person? Like you don't need to say that. Yeah. At least, at least once you've been like proven, like I, you know, they don't just accept anyone and be like, oh yeah, this person, you know what I mean? Like people with OCD don't hurt people. That's the distinction, you know? And I don't, I actually don't have harm OCD. That is, it's, let me just back up and say harm OCD is not a a diagnosis. It's one of the common themes of OCD where people think like, oh, what if I were to like stab my whoever? That's not one of them that I have. Um, And I'm, you know, I'd say I'm grateful for that, but. I don't, you know, I don't want to jinx myself, <laughs> but that hasn't I mean. been like your experience thus far. Thus far. Yeah. yeah. I'm praying it's not coming. Yeah. No, yeah. Of course. So like, that's one of the, like, that'll be a thing like, oh, I just had the, I'm using this example because it's one that, like I said, that I haven't um, experienced. It's like, oh, I just had the thought that like, what if I stab her? Or I had the thought that I want to stab this person and I hate that. Like, I don't want to do that. Why would I think that? Blah, blah, blah. It's like telling someone to make sure that you this is just ocd right like telling your ther- like you can obviously tell your therapist but like once it becomes compulsive and it's like well do you have a history of that no do you does that make you anxious yes got like, it you know it's just kind of like yeah so it's almost and it's like stigmatized because right it's almost like you're you feel like the intrusive uh nature of it makes you feel like oh you have to confess that thought or that whatever you're experiencing to or you're hiding something the therapist or yeah yeah okay. or to make it feel like you're not lying because right. if i don't tell them then it's like 
well, I must be lying and being inauthentic. So, like, let me just make sure he knows. Sure. So, which is, you know, that's just one of the... I think, honestly, after doing this episode, I feel like the, the Academy episode should come soon. Should because, follow or soon follow. Yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> honestly, because there's so much more that I could talk about that yeah. I don't want to open up right now yeah, just yeah, yeah. because it would be a whole nother episode. Right, right. And I'm nervous about it, to be honest. Like, it's not well known. And, like, everything I'm going to say is, you know, research-based, evidence-based. Like, I'm, I, I, that's another thing that I fear. And maybe this is intrusive as well, is that people aren't going to believe me. Mm. They'd be like, oh, no, OCD is just about cleaning. And it's like, well, I went to one of, like, the top, you know, like, the place I went, the hospital I went, is, as you know, very well-known. Right. And it was a specific... OCD program. It wasn't right. just for people that have disorders. Right. And for like those listening uh, who feel like they can relate to Nick's experience, um, feel free to reach out to the podcast and I'm sure Nick would be happy to share. Yes, I more. will say we did have that. I'm not going to, I will, obviously I would never um, share their story, their personal information, their name, anything, but we had somebody uh, reach out. Okay. And feel very validated. That's so, wonderful. So yeah, yeah. And we had a lot of uh, people in the Moy Moy community too. Yes, out, we did. Which is, which is cool. I, mean, I don't know. This is our little yeah, passion cool. project. It's f- yes. nice to feel like people are being reached out to and feel heard yes. or resonated. We can resonate. We resonate with people, which is which is nice. You know, we're doing I'd this. We're big community people. I'll say I'll promote this within like the OCD communities that I'm a part of, like in terms of social media, but just be prepared. We're going to get DMs. We'll see. I'm calling it now. We'll get at least one. We'll see what happens. But yeah, at least what what I was saying is um, we're not disclosing the name of the program that Nick was part of currently now. But if you were curious about it or want any information, obviously we can reach out to the podcast and uh, we will we can be in touch. Absolutely. We try and be accessible for people. Yeah, and my therapist, who I see now, is the one that I met through, um, or the, that the program that was through the program. Yeah, and yeah. I had there were multiple, but the one that was my main person that I worked with that yeah. like fully knows my story is my current therapist, and he's incredible. He actually um, messaged me, um, or he like sent me uh, a message saying, um, "Have fun tonight," because he knew how much I was excited for the Chromatica Ball and had been talking it. I was in the program. I had already had the tickets. So <laughs> it was cool that he remembered that I was going. That's awesome. Yeah. To wrap up, if I might, the I want to... Do two things. The first thing is, I kind of want to just share the how grateful I am. I mean, I said gratitude, but how grateful I am that you were felt like you were able to talk about this with me. I mean, this is obviously not the most private platform that we're doing this on, but just, (laughs) but just how I'm so grateful that you were able to share this with me. And then, just like in general, like during our our our, I don't even how many year long relationship that we've had. At times, you've disclosed things that maybe aren't easy disclosing. Like mm-hmm. the example that comes to mind is, you shared the first time you kind of like opened up to me about OCD. You shared kind of what the intrusive thought pattern that you have had once, and the mm. the, 
the specific one you shared with me yes. was sometimes you thought, and this might be a shock to some listeners, but the thought pattern you mm-hmm. had was, what if I actually don't like Lady Gaga? Mm-hmm. Which and, sounds so stupid. It right. sounds dumb. Well, I'm not going to say right, not right, but like... No, no, but it does. It sounds like it's like, okay, so you don't like her, like get like whatever. But it was it was such an identity thing, and it, it OCD attacks, this is getting... So deep into like we should yeah and if if we want to save stuff definitely like it goes after what you're passionate about whether it be the safety of others you know morals uh your passions uh your selfish like it it just goes after what you're passionate about sure and to me that was because I I knew I know you I knew you then and Mm -hmm. I was like Nick if if you love anything in this world besides your family and your dog and you know obviously your loved ones it's it's lady gaga and yes. like the fact that you know your experience with ocd has brought on thoughts of what if it's all a farce was just so it was i don't want i don't i hesitate to say fascinating but it was so it it it's fascinating. It, it, it was it, it was a glimpse for me into what um ocd is f- for you it's fascinating. It really is. I, I find it fascinating. Even when I'm researching, not like necessarily as compulsions, I'm just very interested in it because it is so, you could read about it for hours. Like it's, right. it is interesting and we can get into it. I think we should do the Academy episode. Honestly, I'm down to do it as the next one if you yeah. want. But, <laughs> that um, might fall in terms of flow. That might do, uh, yeah, do some good. Yeah. But, um, um, and then the second thing I just wanted to say is you said yesterday was really rough and um i'm as your friend i i hate to see you in that type of state but you know it happens and i'm glad you were like were able to take um time to be with yourself be with your family and and um take the time you need for yourself but i have to ask as we wrap this episode up what um measures did you take or what things helped you it seems like you're feeling much better today so yeah. what types of things went from yesterday to today that kind of brought you where you, how you entered the podcast today? Well, to be honest, and I'm, you know, like I said, I'm not like super, you know, happy that I did this, but I think the researching and the compulsions, like they do, they help for a minute and it just makes it a lot worse in the long run. Um, it gave me that boost to say, no, I can, you know, I, I can do this, you know, and it's, it's, it's sad because that's like the normal thing that people would do is to, you know, to reassure them. So be like, no, I've got this, like I've got, and, and you can still do that, but it, that wasn't what I should have done. But you know what? I haven't done that in a long time. So it was just a low point and, you know, we start over, but it did help me realize that like, I'm not, uh, I'm not giving myself that compassion during the bad moment. Um. And I just wrote something down and I really liked it. And I think this is how, how I want to end it. I said, if I'm not going to trust myself, then I'm also not trusting my doubts either. So that's in reference to me saying, "Wow," when I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm lying. I'm not going to trust that either. If my therapist says I'm not lying, I'm not lying. Good night. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to work with it. How long is that going to last me? Probably five minutes. Um, I am King. I am really proud of you. Thank you Thank for you. this episode. And um, maybe before we do our outro, if you just want to read that last line again, because I think it was really powerful. Yes, I said, if I'm not going to trust myself, I'm not trusting my doubts either. Thank you. Do you want to take us home? <laughs> my name is Nick Gervasi. And I'm Justin Duke. <laughs>
You can reach us at our email, pointofviewpodcast at gmail.com, or by sending us a voice message on our website, anchor.fm forward slash pointofview. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Point of View Podcast and Twitter at Point of View. If you enjoy our show, give us a rating or review in the Apple Podcast Store or share us with a friend or family member. You can also, I think, rate us on Spotify. I don't know why we just have Apple Podcasts there, but we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah I just don't know how to. We'd really <laughs> appreciate it and are truly yeah. grateful for your support. As always, we hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening. And until next time, peace. This time the colors will not be the same